Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. You are now listening to Cultural Survival's Global News Bulletin. Starting news from New Zealand. New Zealand's youngest MP since 1853, Hannah Rauhiti Maipi Clark, delivered a powerful tribute to the indigenous people of New Zealand in her maiden speech in December. One of the most memorable moments was when she performed a traditional haka, a war cry, which captivated people around the world. In a recently resurfaced video, we can see Maori MPs joining her in the performance. The chant echoes throughout the parliamentary chamber, creating a powerful and moving moment. The young politician is a champion of the Maori language and aims to be the voice of a new generation of voters in New Zealand. She took over the Hauraki Wakaito seat from veteran Maori politicians Nanaya Mahuta in October, representing Te Pati Maori, a party focused on indigenous rights. My P. Clark wants to engage younger voters by demonstrating how political decisions can impact their lives. Now in Canada. A recent report by Human Rights Watch warns of a worldwide regression in human rights and civil liberties. The report, which covers over 100 countries including Canada, highlights that even in Canada, there are numerous deeply rooted challenges that persist. For example, in April 2023, 10 First Nation communities in northern Ontario filed a lawsuit against the provincial and federal governments over proposed mining activities in the Ring of Fire region citing broken treaty promises. Now, news from Nepal. Indigenous Gurung women in Nepal are reviving the cultivation of foxtail millet, a drought-resistant crop that was once a staple in the region. The crop had declined in recent decades, but with the help of a community seed bank, organic farming of foxtail millet had seen consistent growth over the past seven years. Proponents say that local crops like foxtail millet have the potential to help farmers adapt to the changing climate as Nepal experiences increasingly unpredictable weather and droughts. The Gurung women hope that the revival of the foxtail millet will help them cope with the effects of climate change and ensure food security for their communities. News from Bangladesh in Bangladesh, 18-year-old Utpal Nokrik, now paralyzed, remembers the day violence erupted as indigenous Gados marched against an eco-park project threatening their homes in Madhupur in Bangladesh. When Garo indigenous leader Pirin Snal was killed by police gunfire in 2004, Nokrik was shot and paralyzed, and others were injured as the peaceful protest quickly turned deadly. The Garos fear the park will destroy their ancestral forest and livelihood. Tensions remain high over the project's impact on the indigenous communities. In 2000, the Forest Department launched a World Bank-funded project, Conservation and Ecotourism Project, titled the Sustainable Forest and Livelihood Projects, 
on 1,214 hectares in Madhupur, defying opposition from indigenous leaders. As part of the project, the forest department has been constructing gardens with the boundary walls, guest houses, and an artificial lake intended for activities for domestic and foreign tourists. Indigenous activists say that the project will have serious socio-economic impacts on 25,000 indigenous peoples living in the area. Moving to Panama Representatives of the community committees that make up the movement for a green Varagas succeeded in getting the National Directorate of Mineral Resources of the Ministry of Commerce and Industries to carry out an ocular inspections of the Santa Rosa Mining Company of Vera Gold Mining Corporations in the district of Canasas. The inspection was carried out at the request of the communities that are maintaining a vigil on the periphery of the companies in trance as an action of protest and rejection of these mining activities, which have denounced that the company carries out operations knowing administrative, legal, social and environmental irregularities. The concession that is under the Mining Contract Law 92 of 2013 to exploit, extract and export gold and other metals in the district of Canasas and La Mesa was sued for unconstitutionality before the Supreme Court of Justice on November 14, 2023. Legal action admitted and under the report of Judge Miriam Yedira Cheng Rosas. Subsequently, it was submitted for consultation to the Attorney General's Office confirming its unconstitutionality. In Colombia, Livardo Rosario Tapia, community leader of the San Antonio village in the municipality of Mocoa, Putume department, was murdered on Monday, reported Colombia's Institute for Development and Peace Studies. The leader was assaulted at 7.30 local time when he was on his way to his place of residence. The details of the incident are not at known. Tapia was a community leader affiliated with the Juntas de Action communal of the territory. Following the news, the organizations in Makoa described him as hardened community leader who, as a member of his board, was always at the forefront of the community work. It also demanded a prompt response to the event and requested the detrimental and municipal governments not to incite the division of the communal structure, which only endangers the lives of those who are part of the organizations in the department. In Guatemala, through a communique, a permanent assembly of indigenous people's authorities in defense of democracy thanked the people of Guatemala for having heeded the call to fight against the crop d'etat. In the document, they state that uh, now more than ever, we must strengthen the organization to accompany and supervise the new authorities in order to achieve the change we need and want. They presented the rod of authority during a ceremony of gratitude for the 105 days of resistance they held in front of the public prosecutor's office in defense of the democracy. In Mexico, Activists in defense of native corn and against the use of glyphosate 
who support the campaign No Core No Country have succeeded in getting the 4th Colegiate Court in Administrative Matters of Mexico City to postpone the proposed resolutions of the magistrate Ricardo Gallardo Vara, which was against the presidential decree to gradually restrict the use of glyphosate and ban transgenic corn. The activist who filed a class action lawsuit had warned that since November 15, Judge Gallardo and his clerk, Eric Castillo, had already prepared resolutions in favor of the injunctions filed by the biotechnology company Bayer Monsanto, which seeks to repeal the current law that has established a time limit for withdrawing the use of glyphosate as well as privation of genetically modified corn. For this reason, corn defenders celebrate the decision obtained by Justice Patricio Gonzalez and Jean Tron, who argued in favor of the presidential decree. In Brazil, a controversial law limiting indigenous rights in Brazil has been put into effect, which is seen as a victory for the powerful agribusiness group in Congress. The new legislation follows the time frame theory, which states that indigenous peoples can only claim lands they physically occupied as of October 1988, when the current constitution was established. Critics argue that this ignores the fact that many indigenous groups had already been displaced from their ancestral lands prior to that date, particularly during Brazil's military dictatorship from 1964 to 1985. This law could result in the nullification of numerous legitimate indigenous land demarcation claims. Brazil's Supreme Court declared the time marker theory unconstitutional in September by 9 votes in favor and 2 against, but the Senate passed the bill to establish the theory as law less than a week later. That is all for this edition of Cultural Survival's Global News Bulletin. For more information on the rights of indigenous peoples, visit cs.org and follow Cultural Survival on Facebook and Twitter.